Welcome to the Gods of Tomorrow podcast, where we discuss religious deconstruction, secular humanism, political activism, and epistemology. Together, we explore how to solve human problems with human solutions. We deconstruct, we activate, and then most importantly, we live our fucking lives. I am your host, Josh Ra, and you are the gods of tomorrow. All right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's do this shit. Jesus shit! Here we are, episode one of the Gods of Tomorrow podcast. I am Josh Dra. You can call me Josh, and I have no idea where this adventure is going to take us. I have done podcasts before. I recognize how much work they are, and for that reason, I've been a little hesitant when individuals have asked me through TikTok to start a podcast and talking about deconstruction as well as a number of other topics. But I want to give it a shot. I will warn you that it is possible that this podcast will be raw. It's not going to have as much editing uh, as I would probably like just because of how many other projects I like to juggle. I like to keep myself busy. But I, uh, I, I do understand the desire for folks to explore some of the topics that I can bring to the table here. And I'm hoping that I can meet the community's needs in doing just that. Since I have started uploading deconstruction videos around Christianity on my social media, I have received hundreds, if not thousands, of stories from individuals that have shared the hurt and the trauma they have experienced through their indoctrination in one of the many branches of Christianity that has greatly influenced and impacted Western culture, specifically the United States. And I'll be honest that I have not experienced some of the extremes from what I have read about, but I thought it would be probably best to start this podcast journey by talking a little bit about my own experience in the faith and what led me to deconstruction. I had to go get some whiskey to wet my tongue. I don't really remember when we first started going to church. I imagine it's when I was quite young. My first memories of church are around five years old and sitting in Sunday school and learning lessons like Noah and the ark and Jonah being swallowed by the whale and the angels coming to Mary and all that bullshit. Like I remember uh, doing the activities and singing songs to reinforce those ideas with a Sunday school teacher, not like Kumbaya, but like whatever the fuck his name is, built his house on the rocks type of nonsense. And we did come to a lot of evening things as well and get-togethers uh, that also reinforced those ideas. And it was very much a community. I mean, it is, in looking back on it, it was a positive experience. I felt connected. I remember being uh, just excited about going to church and being around uh, the people that were there. Uh, I enjoyed listening to people sing and reading through their hymn books and watching the congregation engage with the pastor at the front 
and how excited I was as a kid to be given the tithing to put in the plate when it was passed around. And, and there was just a, a lot of uh, connection there that was um, important at the time. And I've talked about this before in some of my TikTok videos. Like I don't have animosity towards people that taught me this belief system in Christianity. Like many of them I recognize really do believe it, especially those within the congregation. They have a deep passion and love for this message, and they truly believe that there is a one God and that Jesus is the only begotten son that died for our sins and that he's going to come back and he is rescuing us from our own sinful nature and he is saving us from going to eternal damnation and burning in a fiery pit. Uh, but my church didn't really talk about that as much. It, it wasn't a hellfire and brimstone type of church that really preached about it. I think it was mentioned, probably, uh, but our the church that I grew up in primarily was a Methodist church. It wasn't like these charismatic churches or the Presbyterian churches. There was no uh, speaking in tongues. There was no throwing snakes or any craziness like that that I've heard about. Um, that I never heard of any type of abuse that took place in our Methodist church. And I understand that the Methodist church for some is considered a more progressive church. Uh, but this church that we went to, it was one among like 12 in our little podunk town in the Bible Belt, where there were possibly 500 people, 600 people that lived there. And so I was introduced to variants in the Christian belief system. I attended uh, churches that just called themselves Christian. I attended Baptist churches. I did see some evangelical churches. I spent most of my time in the Church of Christ where my close friends uh, went regularly and had church events that I participated in as well. And that was a huge influence in my early upbringing. In fact, most of my friends were very devout Christians. And so we would spend time studying the Bible together in the back of the classroom after finishing our math assignments and things like that. Um, I also had cousins that were Mormon. And so I was introduced to that early on, though it was probably later on in my life that I really was able to experience that religion more fully and understand some of what they believed. Now, there was a stint when I was a teenager that I actually was embracing atheism a little bit. Oh my God, bad word. Um, I'm not even sure that my family knew about it. I was really struggling in my faith and it was the peers that I had at the time that pulled me back into religion and had me challenge some of those beliefs. Uh, I took that encouragement from them and became extremely fanatical moving into college. I was a far right conservative Christian that believed that my belief was the only way. I entered into a place of evangelicism. I argued online. I wrote blogs supporting the Christian faith and arguing with agnostics and atheists and pagans and anyone who did not know Jesus. It's a terrifying thing looking back on it on some of the things that I said and that I did in trying to convert others and save them. It's crazy to think what transpired in those early days. Uh, this deep fanaticism that I had carried on well into my early 20s where I became a youth pastor. 
I was a pastor at the church as well. I was a deacon. I even dropped out of my graduate program to pursue the seminary and was just, man, I was balls deep in the Bible. It, it was um, all I spent my time doing. I only listened to Christian radio stations. I only uh, listened to Christian lectures. I would not engage in any type of activity that might sway me or push me away from God. I would spend hours praying in the car, traveling from point A to point B. I would spend my evenings in prayer, my mornings in prayer. It consumed me and I didn't allow anything else to be a part of my life outside of family, friends, communion, and church, and of course work. And so my deconstruction, I think really came from my devoutness. It, it came from a place of being so determined to understand the scriptures and the faith so that I could become a better apologist and a better Christian and a better teacher for others. And as I got into this mindset of asking questions and bringing them to the other deacons and to the church and, and to the other pastors that were there is when I started to meet resistance and they were becoming frustrated with my questions and began removing uh, responsibilities from me, from what I was doing in the church, feeling as though my questions would pave a path to uh, leading people away from Christ, which again was not my intention at all. I was just like, what does this mean? And why is it that way? And let me know so I can tell them so that they too can follow Christ. And without them being willing to answer those questions, I began to seek those out from other sources. Mind you, in the beginning, only other religious sources. I was going to other churches, other preachers. I was going to priests. I was talking to rabbis. I was going anywhere and everywhere that was within the fold of religiosity, thinking, if I can't get this through my church, maybe there is a church that has the answers. And to all those fucking people who tell me that, well, you didn't ask God, you didn't ask Jesus, he'll give you the answers you need. Did I mention how much time I was spending in prayer? I spent so much time begging, praying, pleading, for answers to the questions that I had about what does this mean? What is the truth here? How do I reconcile this so that I can be stronger in my faith and better leave, lead people to Christ? And the answer that came back repeatedly in my head was it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. And I remember the day that I was traveling back home from church and I told myself, you've got to pursue the truth. No matter what it takes, no matter what you lose, no matter what you find, you've got to find the truth of spirituality. Because you can't live your entire life in this place of not knowing and having your faith challenged by these very clear discrepancies that are coming up in the Bible. And I did. I, I, I made a commitment to myself and I followed through with it. And my fall away from Christianity was not overnight. It was not immediate. Even as I start to unravel the threads of this belief system, 
I still clung to God and I still clung to Jesus. And I made, I, I made up reasons for why things were the way that they were. I made amendments to my faith. That's probably the best way to word it. I made an amendment to what I believed so that I wouldn't lose my faith in Christianity. When I destroyed the concept of Satan and understood how Satan developed, and when I destroyed the concept of hell, and when I destroyed the concept of the Bible being the inspired word of God, I still believed in Jesus, and I still believed in God. And I was like, you know what? It's okay to be spiritual, but not be religious. And I can still have God. And I can still have Jesus and I can still be saved. And for a long while, I followed the Christian faith, having no concern for a reward of heaven or no concern of a fear or hell. And I thought in some way I was more righteous because I didn't need that dangling carrot on a stick to bring me to God. I loved God just because I loved God and it felt good. But my deconstruction didn't end there. I soon broke down the Trinity and I understood the rise of Yahweh from a polytheistic belief system out of Judaism and how he was not the ultimate God. And with that, I started to break away from Christianity. But I didn't stop my path for spirituality or belonging or understanding of the world and my place in it. I didn't believe that there was no God or no oneness. I just believed that it may not be the Christian faith. And so I pursued other avenues. I looked into Buddhism for a long time. I spent a lot of time <laughs> in, in Buddhism, uh, in prayer. Um, I, I pursued Wiccan uh, belief systems and Druidism. And I also spent time in paganism and Norse paganism. Um, I've explored Hinduism, which I've talked about before, and I'm sure we'll get into in this podcast as well. Um, I've done a lot of work in just exploring other types of belief systems and trying to have a better understanding. In this place in my walk, I'll be clear with you guys, uh, in this place in my spiritual walk, I do not have a belief in any God, no God whatsoever. I do not think that there is a sentient being that is overlooking our actions, that cares of our actions as humans, or is going to give us any reward or punishment based on those actions. Now we're going to have plenty of time of diving into who we are, why we're here, what I believe in future podcasts, but that's where I am currently in my spiritual journey. And I expect that to evolve and it might change. And I'm okay with that. I think that spirituality is an important piece of who we are as individuals answering those big questions. Like, why am I here? And what's my purpose? And why is it important to connect with other people and find a meaning in life? And I think that we can explore that in many different ways. I don't think we have the right to impose our beliefs on other people or expect for them to believe what we believe. I am excited to get into some biblical talks. I imagine that we will have some guests here on the show to explore concepts further. Uh, but before we wrap up, I thought it'd be important for those that don't know me well, just knowing a little bit more about my credentials and the lens that I will be speaking through. I've done a lot of things in my life. Even though I consider myself fairly young, I'm under the age of 40. I've done a lot in exploring the world, exploring cultures, and testing my hand in different trades 
just to see what I am capable of. I've talked about being involved in the church and my level of responsibility in the church. I've also been a writer. I am still a writer in fantasy fiction primarily, though I imagine I'll be writing books on nonfiction topics as well. Um, I've sold over 80,000 books to date of this podcast, and I've had a lot of fun doing that. My wife and I have traveled all over the country selling books. I have about 30 publications between books, short stories, offside projects, and comics that I've written in my time. I'm also a certified life coach. Um, I'm a certified minister. I've talked about that before. I'm a certified hypnotherapist. I am also a licensed master social worker. I've worked as a behavior specialist, as a therapist. I have trained for the military in my career. Most of my training is around child development, uh, trauma, and neuroscience, how the brain develops from early childhood into adulthood. And while it's surprising to some, I've also been a practicing psychic medium in my career. I've taught mindfulness and meditation. I ran a holistic health company. I've done lots of entrepreneur stuff in my life. That even includes those MLM things that you've heard about. I've tried it all. Um, I do have a PhD in metaphysical science as well as a master's and bachelor's in the same. I have a master's of social work. I, I have a bachelor's of uh, social work. I have minors in psychology, sociology, and philosophy. I'm a lifelong student. I love to learn and I love to explore things. I have done a lot in political activism and learning about political theory. I've done a lot of work with minority groups and marginalized groups, including running um, groups to help spread awareness with domestic violence and human trafficking and the abuse and neglect of our children throughout the United States and especially for the military in my time with them. So I have some experience in a variety of topics to talk about on this podcast, and I'm excited to hear what it is that folks want to know that I might be able to share from my own personal experiences. And that's all I can do is tell you what I've experienced and what I've learned on my walk in this life. And I hope that it is useful to all of you. Uh, if you are hearing this podcast, no matter what platform you're on, you will be able to find me on all social media underneath Josh Raw. Yeah, I look forward to diving into something a little bit more meaty for our next episode. Thank you so much for listening to me talk. Now get out of here. Go live your fucking life and just be the best version of yourself that you can be. Yeah.